Everything's coming up Pal World. We'll talk massive sales numbers, a roadmap for the game, and the Pokemon Company's reaction. And we've got some more unfortunate layoff news from some of the biggest names in the industry. We're going to talk about all this stuff and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. My name is E-Rock the Red. I'm joined every week by this gentleman right here. Full clip. What's the haps, my dude? How are you? Back at it again. Doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited. Uh, I feel refreshed. I'm good. I'm real good. Oh, yeah. This is uh this is the big post pal world episode mm-hmm. I would call it mm-hmm. and uh, I can't wait to talk about the thirty five hours I've already put into it since uh, Thursday. Thirty five hours, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. It got me yeah. off that grand RP teat. I needed this. It, it did, yeah, yeah. Because last we talked, yeah, you were um you had not paled the paled the world at all, and now you're yeah. you're a veteran. All right, tell tell me about it. What are your thoughts? Okay, so. You know, I guess we can start with all the controversy that everybody's uh, putting up around this game. The big stink um, from a lot of Pokemon fans, especially like I see it out there in the wild. I see somebody say like, I don't really care if it's a good game or not. I hope Game Freak sues the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. Why are you standing for like a billion dollar corporation? They don't care about you or they'd make good games. I don't know. Exactly. That's the point. Like they're so... There was a we put out a TikTok and it generated a lot of discussion. And all all I focused on in the TikTok is that there are a lot of similarities between the Pokemon and the Pals. Never stood on you know any. I'm just saying there's a lot of similarities, which there are. Just by looking yeah. at it, you could tell people lost their minds about this, dude. It's funny, like people were just like you know very very much in favor of pale world on the the tiktoks i was expecting because the vocal ones have been the pokemon ones right like you said like screaming out like this is this will not stand but like dude we took hits from even bringing it up people were like you're just pissed that they made the pokemon game that that we've been wanting for all these years. And I'm like, no, I agree. Like, I this is it. This is, you know, finally someone is making that Pokemon game that, right. that we've been wanting. That's not just a rehash of the all the, the ones that have come before this. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy out there, dude. Yeah, and having played more of it, I would say that that is really the only legitimate point that I think there is as far as Pokemon versus Pal World is that some of these models are definitely similar to others. No, I've right. seen some like bad takes even there. You know the the big dude, I don't even I don't know most of the names, but the big dude who carries the Gatling gun, he's in he's like the mm-hmm. first boss. I've yeah. seen people say like that guy looks like Pikachu. Well, not at all. <laughs> there there are other ones that look more like Pikachu and that looks like an Electabuzz. So, who's yeah. who's out here giving half of this uh, you know, blowback? Anybody's question. Maybe some of the most casual fans of Pokémon, I don't know. But yeah. some are a little too close for comfort. If that's all it is, I think they can probably change those character models and keep on trucking with this game. At least I hope so. Um, I don't think anybody yeah. wants to see Pokemon shut this game down, especially, well, we'll get into how many units have sold sure. of this. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So what? You're obviously you're enjoying it 35 hours in. You're having a good yeah. time. Yeah, and I would say I'm like, I'm kind of mid-game right now. Um, I can see how things are going to go for a while. I'm just traveling the world on uh, my mount and uh, trying to find a lot of bosses that are within my range so I can knock them down, catch them if I can. Um, I'm, I've got two bases going. One of them's mostly centered on the copper grind because that is, uh, I always need more copper. Mm. Um, I might have to set up the third base and, and do a little more of that as well. Um, but it's it's good. I've caught like 80 out of, uh, out of 111 or something. But I think there's actually nice. more because you've got like variants of some. 
They'll, mm. they'll be like an electric one, but there's the ice variant and stuff like that. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. And uh, for a game that everybody goes around touting Pokemon with guns, there is very, very little gunplay. Like, yeah. it wasn't until like level 30 something that I built a decent pistol. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm playing it very casually just because I'm I'm playing it with my my five year old son, and he just likes to. We've talked about it last time. He likes to explore. He runs right past everything that you need for. I'm like, all right, we got to go. We need to get some wood. Let's go get some wood. And he's just out there, just running around, like running way past the base in the middle of the night and dies. And then I got to go get his stuff. And I'm just like, so like I'm trying to focus him. But I'll tell you, we just got the um. Again, very early on, we just turned that one fox into a flamethrower, and that yeah. is a game changer. Oh, yeah. That is powerful, dude. We're out there killing everything now. Mm-hmm. I love so, that. Um, yeah. So that's fun. We're riding around on our boar, and we're flamethrowing things. And uh, as soon as that happened, I was like, dude, we're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, Once you catch like your first bird, I think that's another big game changer, mm. since you've got a flying mount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's next. We're gonna we're gonna get that one next. But yeah, I'm having a blast. Um, you been playing anything else? That's pretty much taken over. Uh... Uh, yeah, actually, put out. Uh, almost forgot about it. Um, House Builder. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, you enjoy that? Yeah. Um, it's one that I definitely see myself getting back into. It's just I don't know when because I'm I got right. Power World on the mind and I need to uh, go back into yeah. Grand RP every once in a while and make sure my house is still there. Yeah, I. Uh... I was I've still been playing a lot of house builder. I actually came to a part though where it's been like um I'm hitting it, I'm cr- the game's crashing at the same point every time uh, on this one build I'm doing. So, um I keep looking to see if there's a, a fix for that and I don't see anything out there. Um I'm building like a container house. And I'm trying to put the floors down and all of a sudden it'll just shut off. It'll mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Okay, this sucks." Um but that's a fun game. Oh, but I did go because of that, because of the crashes, and I just I'm still in the mood for that. I went and checked out Beer Factory again. Um, because remember last time we talked about it, I'm gonna give it a couple weeks, get all the kinks out, all the bugs out, and yeah. it is playing so much better now. Um, like you could tell it's they're like they really focused on like the little the the bugs that were making it like not fun are gone. You know, so I'm in there. I'm do, I'm still I'm doing all the things that I need to do to to upgrade my factory, and it's a lot more enjoyable. There's definitely still, um, you know, a few little weird things, but you'll have that in all the the sim games. It seems you know, it's like nothing is ever perfect in these games. But um, but yeah, the beer factory, uh, I'm I'm really enjoying that. It's still got pretty lousy reviews on the Steam, but you can see them kind of starting to tread the other direction so hopefully they'll continue to to keep putting patches out i went and like just out of curiosity like after i booted it up again i was like let me look and they've been i think they put out like 60 some patches in the past when did it come out two weeks ago or whatever um to to fix all this so it's like come on this is what we talked about it was not a the game was not ready. If you're putting out 60 patches in a couple of weeks after the game came out, like that's not, it's not good, but yeah. um, I'm definitely enjoying beer factory again. So uh, I'm, I'm on the, I'm, I'm really in the, the sim thing between the house flipper and the house builder and the beer factory. I've been really enjoying these. And I don't know if it's the style of gameplay where it's just like, you know, you're, you're accomplishing things within game. There's no story or anything, but it's really scratching that edge for me and I'm enjoying them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I love that type of game and they're all very different, but like you say, there's almost a little bit of jank and I, I like it. Um, (laughs) as long as it's not like game breaking and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it makes you feel alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is a message to the developer of the game for the future that I think they're learning through what's going on. Don't butt up your first open beta with the launch of the game if you want to be able to get valuable feedback and put those bug fixes out so your Absolutely. game doesn't get reviewed bombed as right. soon as it comes out. Absolutely. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like use the information that you're you're trying to get and, and you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, and oh, another game I have been playing, Go Mecha Ball. Remember, I talked I was going to play it last week. It just came out on Game Pass. It's like a, 
a roguelike twin stick shooter, but you play as like a pinball type thing. And it is awesome. Like I'm having a blast with it. The The gameplay, it's simple, but there's a ton of like upgrades that you could do and you could like roll, like smash into these enemies. And there's tons of different enemies. Um, yeah, I'm playing a game pass and you know, every time you die, you got to redo the whole thing, but you have, you, you're earning, uh, um, a type of coin or whatever that you could use to upgrade and make things easier. So I've gotten, I think I've, I've beat two bosses. I've gotten to three bosses. Um, but it is, it's a fun idea. They do it really well. And, um, like, so there's parts where there's like booths like throughout the, um, the board too so if you see like a wall and it's like shiny or whatever you go into it and it's going to launch you like like pinball style like launch you around the board so like you could work on getting your attacks like synced up so you could like do like a super speed attack to blast into this and it's there's a lot of intricacies for what it is like you could you could definitely just go out there and just smash into everything or you could play the board a little bit and um use it to your advantage so it's it's fun i definitely uh recommend it if you ever want to just play something something stupid and silly like that nice did you ever play fusion frenzy on the og xbox i did yeah is it anything yes. like that um no no wow. it is um more of just like just like a um you know like a twin stick shooter but you have think of it as the ability to to use like turning into the ball and hitting people say it's like a, an ability that you have like kind of like a charge attack so it's yeah. more like that okay. um yeah man but that game was great that was probably one of the still remembering like the fun you had with friends in, in yeah. future frenzy like man there's nothing will ever come close to that again in yeah. our lives been so long i barely remembered it but i remember like you're a person in a ball and you're in smashing at each other yeah. so i didn't know how similar these two would be yeah no that one different but so fun all right uh you ready to move things along let's do it all right let's talk about our new releases from last week all right first up enshrouded came out january 24th on pc into early access it's gonna be coming to ps5 and xbox x later um this is a poor time to be a survival game because you got to compete with pal world and unfortunately this is a, it's a survival rpg this one it's more um it's more fantasy oriented uh, a lot of people are more comparing this to valheim but um you know it's got all the rpg elements of it you go out there and you can fight bosses and there's skill trees upgrade your character and stuff but at the same time there's this voxel based um like building uh thing where you could create like these huge castles and like towns and villages um and it's really cool it's got 16 player co-op and it looks it looks so fun i almost um i was gonna i was like maybe i'll start this game maybe i'll check it out because it does look like everything that i would want to do in a game but at the same time like i know i'm not a huge survival game fan so i was like all right i have so many games i'm playing right now Maybe we'll check it out somewhere down the line. It's getting great reviews, but uh, it definitely looks like something that I could that I could see you getting into when uh, you know after the pale world uh, itch mm -hmm. has has worn off. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's unfortunate that it came out the same time as as that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for these building base building games, and especially if it's done right. And that's one thing that I will say, Power World's not quite got right. We'll mm -hmm. talk about it more when we yeah. get into the news of the week. But if, if this does it, like you're saying, like voxel based and you can build like huge things, that might yeah. be a game changer in itself because I don't know. I mean, I guess you can build pretty large on Ark and uh, Conan mm. Exiles and maybe, maybe Rust. But in these games, you almost always hit like a build limit way too soon. But mm. I was playing on console back in the day with a lot of that stuff. So maybe it's different on PC. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw like one person had like this really dope looking castle that they built and i was like man that looks it looks really cool but um like the gameplay you could focus on either or like you can uh one review i read said they worked on building and they spent like hours and hours and hours building before they even started the actual story where there's like this this shroud of mist over the area and you got like it's a whole thing but it, it looks great uh next up 
Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth came out January 26th to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, and S. This is the newest game in the Yakuza series. Um, and it's, it's first of all, the best-selling one out of the whole series and uh, possibly the best reviewed. It's 90 on Metacritic. Um, you play as two different characters. It's set in, like, Hawaii, and um, it's, like, the, the turn-based... The, the 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 fighting is difficult because there are there's turn based for a lot of it and then it does change depending on like certain things so they're saying that it's the way it does the combat and the way it does it it really changes the game and it keeps people engrossed in it so um yeah it's 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 calling out to me this is another one where i'm like i'm on a uh a, i'm on a, a games like i'm not buying any games i've already i've said it already this goes for um, Suicide Squad, I'm not going to buy it um, until I, I'm going to finish some games first. I've decided this the other day, and this is one of the ones where I'm like, dude, I should really buy this because it looks awesome. And not just because they have, like, the cool mini games. Like, this one's got, like, a Crazy Taxi mini game or, like, a Pokemon-esque mini game. Um, but, yeah, it looks yeah, really is, good. It has the whole Dondoko Island upgrade yes. part. It's, it's like a whole Animal thing. Crossing thing. It's but like Animal Crossing with in it. Yeah. All the zany Japanese mini games that you can think of mm-hmm. all slammed onto that island. That's, yeah. I mean, that does it for me. That makes me think that this is worth picking up. It's just, I'm not like a lifelong fan of this series. I can wait for a sale. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then like the 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 way they do the classes and the fighting. There's like all these different jobs that you have. It's really, it's such an interesting game. So different from from almost everything that's out there right now. And then last up, Tekken 8 came out January 26th on PC, PS5, and Xbox X and S. This is another one where I'm just like, this is part of the reason why I decided this this game ban that I'm doing. Because, again, Tekken 8 is reviewing, saying it's one of the greatest fighting games in, like, a long time. It's sitting at a 90 on Metacritic right now. And I was watching gameplay of it, and I was like, dude, this game looks so much fun. But I always feel that way about these fighting games, and then I never like you know I, I get smashed online and and you know I'll play the story and that's it. Uh, but this one's got 32 characters. It's got this whole new like heat battle system that um, rewards you for doing specific things in in fighting. You could it really changes how you approach it either offensively or defensively. In fact, this one it has you can recover your health in this by going on the offense when you have like low health and try to like earn health back which is a really cool idea and then um they've got a really fully fleshed out training mode where you can go in there and, and and do everything uh an arcade quest there's this dope like replay thing where you can replay uh matches that are not even yours you could go on and just see how people do them and then on, on top of that you've got the regular story mode and the online mode it's got a ton of stuff that it's offering and then the characters are fun there's a giant bear that's like I don't know. It looks great. You gonna you you ever play any of the Tekkens? Yeah, back in the day, like PlayStation Two era Tekken mm-hmm. games. So I'm familiar with some of the characters, the cheetah head guy and stuff like yep. that, but not really my genre. For all the reasons you listed, I, I don't like getting smashed online every time. Yeah, yeah. I can't like I can't have a fighting game as my main game. I'm not good at them. Sure, I hear that. Um, all right, and that is it for our new releases from this past week. Some great games. Uh coming out all right now it's time let's get into our news of the week all right let's talk about pale world like we haven't done that enough already pale world craziest thing happening right now in games sold eight million copies in less than six days uh and that's just the steam numbers it's also on game pass um it's crazy. Like, so um, Pocket Pair uh, put out a tweet. says, Pet World has sold over 8 million copies in less than six days. Thank you very much. As stated previously, we continue to work at full speed on addressing bugs and issues. Thanks for your support. Um, and then on this, they also, um, Jeff Keeley tweeted out that um, he said the, translates, the sales translates into approximately 189 million usd in steam sales in five days crazy dude and we weren't even sure if this was a real game we're like is this a real game is this 
this can't be legit. This can't be true. And then it is, and it's made $200 million in a week. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, so, like, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, and, um, you know, it's breaking all the records. Over 2 uh, million concurrent uh, players on Steam is the, uh, the largest paid game by concurrent player count and second highest played game of all time and then like all the all the sales so one thing we got to talk about is the the controversy about this the the pokemon comparison now again we touched on it earlier and i just want to read real fast we finally did get a statement from uh from pokemon that says we have received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to the Pokemon. We will continue to cherish and nurture each and every Pokemon and its world and work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future. So, um... Yeah, they didn't even say Pat. They didn't even mention it by name. They're like, "Yo, you know, yeah. you know who we're talking about." But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, without being like a copyright lawyer, how can you really address yeah. most of this? Yeah, um, I don't. But just yeah. as as a layman uh, who has looked a little bit into different copyright issues in the past for all the side hustles and uh, arts art reasons for me. Um, like I was saying earlier, I think the only the only thing that's not like trivial that I see people bringing up is the actual character models themselves, and it's only a small fraction of uh, of all the character models in the game. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of them, I mean, people are saying like, "Well, a snake looks like a snake; it's going to look like a snake on either one." But when you look at some of the comparisons uh, side by side, it's a little more blatant than that. I think they definitely if not like downloaded some third party assets of uh a, from a pokemon mod or something like that and took those models and then edited them a little from there some of them are way too close for comfort if i were them i'd be changing those designs up a little bit right just a little bit like just you know because some of the like the line work has like you know there's like three points coming out for their fur and it's like the exact same shape as like some of these other ones where it does look a little fishy and how they did that it wasn't just um hey you know we're using the idea of this um where it's like straight up we're taking this model and just kind of maybe tweaking it a little bit but um yeah and again like you said i don't know anything about copyright law or whatever the fact that you know they did say something at all does lead me to believe that they are looking into some way of, of, um, you know, retaliating, you know, whether it be a cease and desist or whatever. Now, um, there was, we did see like a a mod that came out that actually put the, did you see that mod that put the Pokemon in the game? Yeah. That was quickly removed. Um, and they, uh, the company, so, um, who is it? Next, Nexus or mods. something? Nexus mods. Yeah, they they were they came right out and they're like, okay, you know, we're not we're not having that. We're not putting any Pokemon mods for this game out there. Um, they said, um, given Pal World's similarity to the Pokemon franchise as a base game, hosting content that adds copyrighted characters assets into the game is almost certainly going to put us at risk of legal action. We don't think it's worth the risk to allow this content to be shared in our community. At best, we would have to deal with the headache of a DMCA or legal threats from Nintendo. And at worst, they may seek to take action against us and uploaders of the mods directly. There are many creative opportunities to explore mods for this game that add the world that add to the world of gameplay, but do not infringe on existing IP. So obviously we're really excited to see what the pale word modding community comes up with. So they know, they know what's up. They're like, listen, we don't want to mess with Nintendo or Pokemon. And, and because they are very, they're very litigious. We've seen it many, many times in the past with like YouTube, um, you know, takedowns and stuff like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what does end up happening with, uh, with the pals. Yeah. 
And I really think, I mean, it's only the spotlight on this game right now and on Pokemon and their reaction waiting to see what happens that Nexus Mods is doing this because if it were a smaller sure. game, they probably wouldn't care. Maybe because no. it's Pokemon, they'd still have like a blacklist on that. But I mean, give yeah. this thing a week, you're going to have a Tesla Cybertruck modded into this game so you can drive it around yeah. and they're not going to say anything about it. Yeah. And I do think, I think you, you nail it with the with being how much of a you know how crazy this game blew up to be because people talk about like pal worlds has been in development for two years or whatever and nintendo or pokemon never said anything about it I, you know it, no one expected this reaction no one expected yeah. eight million copies sold you know they're probably just like yeah whatever you know it, it is i don't what think it is, that's but now i don't think that's fair to say against the pokemon company because are you supposed to sue on copyright infringement based on the game trailer alone? Because it's been in right. development for two years, sure, but all they've seen is the same trailers we've seen. Yes, exactly. You have no and idea what's that, actually in that looked, game. Right. And it like again, it looks similar, but now that like we're talking about this two hundred million dollars in in a week, like maybe that's making Pokemon be like, Okay, well where's our, you know, crease our palms a little bit, hook hook us up with this with some of that. Um in addition to that, the people over at Pocket Pair and have been getting like death threats, which is crazy, uh, from Pokemon fans. I don't, I don't understand fandoms. First of all, um, you know it, it's insane to me, but to to threaten the life of a, a developer, their family, um, it's insane. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get it activity one thing before we get off the copyright stuff um mm -hmm. would you consider this game parody because i've seen people give that explanation i've even seen a few youtube videos dedicated to trying to say like this is all parody haha -ha. I, I don't think so, it is and i i yes I, that's, I agree i've actually argued that on that tiktok that i was talking about people are like it's parody i'm like dude i, I i'm familiar with parody and this is not like they're not going out there tongue-in-cheek making fun of like pokemon to me they're using those um you know those pieces in this game like it's it's i get it that it's like okay we're we're making fun of a little bit of the idea of the pokemon catching the critters and shit like that like um but i would never say parody i would say it's yeah no, I would never say that. But I do see that as a legal loophole to getting out of this if they needed to. Because it is, like, so absurd and so over the top that they could be like, listen, this is our Pokemon parody game, I guess. But I don't think it was ever intended to be parody. Um, but I do think that the way some of it is, some of legalese is written, that they could get away with that. But to me, no. It, it, like... You know, you talk parody, it's supposed to be for like for a humorous take. And I, yeah, I'm, I don't get that. To me, it just seems like, you know, theft of, of ideas. But again, and I'm not like down on that because Pokemon, we've, they've stolen every game steals from everybody else. You know, like we said, though, just switch it up so it doesn't look like some of these models were like literally traced or whatever, you know, recreated. Because the idea of the Pokemon thing, it that's not owned by it's not owned by Pokemon, it's not owned by Nintendo. The idea that you could, you know, catch these monsters. We're talking and then though even the 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 design of the Pokemon, um, you could look back as far as like, you know, Dragon Quest to see like a lot of um things that came off from that. And then, like, there's always new um, Pokemon-style games coming out regularly in, like, Japan. They just don't make it this way because of, like, you know, popularity. And they all look the same to me. Remember, like, Yokai Watch? And um, there's the new one coming out, Doke, Doke V. Um, that's going to be coming out soon, and that looks real similar. Like, it's done. Like, Soul, like we constantly talk about Souls-like games, how, like... They're blatantly like copying the entire, you know, mechanic of these Dark Souls games. And it's this is what it is. My only concern is like, yeah, those little tiny models where it's like 
this very, very, very similar, just, just adjust it a little bit, you know, yeah. like don't make it the, don't steal other people's work is what it does kind of look like they, they're doing. Right. And I've so. seen even the criticism beyond Pokemon that this game is just a bunch of other elements from a bunch of other games. And like you said, that is what every single game is. I don't know. Yeah of a game that's really done something completely original in a long time. They are few and far between. Yeah. And I would, I'm like not criticizing the game at all. Like I think the game itself is, is nothing like Pokemon, you know, occasionally, yeah, you have to throw a ball out to catch the monsters, but like that's, you know, that's fine. It's a, it's a, it's an idea. It's a mechanic. It's been done. Sure. My only concern is like, like I said, the similarities of the, of the, the pals to the Pokemon. Yeah. But I think the gameplay is, is, is fine, is different. It, it does pull from, from all these other places, never really blatantly stealing anything, but it's a, it's a very well-made survival game with a ton of different um, things from different franchises. So absolutely. Um, they did update what they have planned for the future of Pale World as well. Um, so they said, um, First, they're going to prioritize fixing all the bugs and stuff like that. You know, there's still a ton of, of bugs in the game that need to be ironed out. And then they're going to be working on new features, um, PvP, uh, PvP for pals, raid bosses, crossplay between Steam and Xbox, as well as improvements to the building system. So um, their, their roadmap right now is addressing the critical issues, bugs, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and then imp- improvements to implement uh, soon are key configuration improvements, improvements to base PAL AI and pathing, and then future updates include PvP raid bosses as part of endgame content, a PAL arena, um, and then various Xbox feature improvements, server transfers and migrations, improvements to the building system, new islands, PALs, bosses, and technologies are all on their list. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you think about it, this game is still in early access, which is another crazy thing. Like the the first week of early access. Yes. Yeah. So man, you know, pocket pair, they, they did a great job. I I think all, all things considered like hats off. It's a great game. It's a fun game. Um, and I don't like survival games and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the, the, um, the whole process. Like, again, I'm still very early game. And as far as the base building, I did see, like, someone had, like, this giant, this huge base. And then um, something happened where it caught fire. And the whole thing yeah. just burnt down. And I'm like, Been there. no, I'm not doing that. That sounds awful. Yeah. from um, I mean, from what I've played, I think you're better off putting things on the solid ground. They'll survive better than if you put them on, like, any kind of wooden structure. Yeah. Yeah, right, right now, like, our base has, it's like a bed. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And then, like, some beds for the palace, and that is it, so. Um, yeah. I'm glad they know that this is an issue and they're going to do some improvements, because, honestly, the base building does kind of suck in this as far as actually using, like, the pieces and putting them together. I yeah. struggle to, I have, like, two tiers, one higher than the other. I just need to build a bridge. But it's yeah. not, like, a, a not, single, or, not up. a bridge, but a staircase right. yeah but it's like you have to have everything perfectly in the right place nothing's on a grid though so you have to get weird with it and i yeah. wish it were a little more simple or that they'd let you sort of clip into things a little more yeah yeah that that needs some needs some uh expansion and fixes yes but all um you know all things said it, it's a it's a fun game but all right we've talked enough about pale world let's move things along um and let's talk about it's you know it's my least favorite part of the week which is becoming a weekly segment here um gaming layoffs now this is a big one first off uh, microsoft is laying off 1900 employees at activision blizzard and xbox this week um it's about eight percent of their overall gaming division um now we kind of expected this, you know, anytime you have a merger, usually it's followed by layoffs, redundancies, and, and that sort of thing. Um, 
but this one was a little bit different. Whole studios, um, big portions of studios were, were chopped. So real quick, I'm just going to read the um, the note by Phil Spencer. It says, uh, it's been a little over three months since the Activision, Blizzard, and King teams joined Microsoft. As we move forward in 2024, the leadership of Microsoft Gaming and Activision Blizzard is committed to aligning on a strategy and an execution plan with a sustainable cost structure that will support the whole of our growing business. Together, we've set priorities, identified areas of overlap, and ensured that we're all aligned on the best opportunities for growth. As part of this process, we have made the painful decision to reduce the size of our gaming workforce by approximately 1,900 roles out of the 22,000 people on our team. The gaming leadership team and I are committed to navigating this process as thoughtfully as possible. Uh, the people who are directly impacted by these reductions have all played an important part in the success of Activision Blizzard, ZeniMax, and the Xbox teams, and they should be proud of everything they've accomplished here. We are grateful for all of the creativity, passion, and dedication they've brought to our games, our players, and our colleagues. We will provide our full support to those who are impacted during the transition, including severance benefits informed by local employment laws. Those whose roles will be impacted will be notified, and we ask that you please treat your departing colleagues with the respect and compassion that is consistent with our values. Looking ahead, we'll continue to invest in areas that will grow our business and support our strategy of bringing more games to more players around the world. Although this is a difficult moment for our team, I'm as confident as ever in your ability to create and nurture the game stories and worlds that bring players together. So, um, yeah, this one was pretty crazy. I, and I also heard in a separate news article that 30% of Sledgehammer games um was laid off from this so um yeah they shuttered a whole like one whole studio that was building their uh, blizzard survival game um that i did read though that like they've been working on this survival game for like six years and have like very little to show for it so that makes a lot of sense to kind of just put that one to get yeah. put it to bed get out of here but um yeah, a lot of people got affected by that um, across the board. So, um, and then even like Blizzard, um, was it Mike Ibarra, president, left the company after this. Um, a couple other higher ups left the company. It'd be interesting to see what they do uh, if they go off and start something else new again. You know, because he he was at Microsoft forever, left, joint went to Blizzard, uh, and then um, and now that Microsoft is taking over, he's like, no, not again. I'm out of here. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy when we talk about all these, all these layoffs. But, yeah, that was a big one, man, 1900. Uh, another one, um, Riot Games, another big one that got affected. 530 employees, uh, that was 11% of their workforce. It's a, I mean, that's a bunch, you know, for Riot Games. So now there, there's what they're talking about. It was too much growth uh, and not – um not enough focus on what really got them to where they were going so um they put out some a great there you could go find it on their website there's a statement to the employees and a statement to the gamers um i do want to read a couple parts about their one of their statements it says Today, we're a company without a sharp enough focus, and simply put, we have too many things underway. Some of the significant investments we've made aren't paying off the way we expected them to. Our costs have grown to the point where they're unsustainable, and we've left ourselves with no room for experimentation or failure, which is vital to a creative company like ours. All of this puts the core of our business at risk. I thought that was, I mean, this is just a, a paragraph from a huge huge uh, statement they put out. I thought that encompassed the entire thing. I like the statement about, you know, no room for experimentation or failure. And that's like, you know, like, yeah, you don't want to be there. Like everything yeah. needs to, to hit. Um, because right. I mean, like they did so well with experimentation, you know, and we're seeing like huge games like uh, Valorant and, and League of Legends and that sort of thing because of that. So, do you ever play the any of the Riot games? Yeah, played a little bit of uh, Valorant and tried out League of Legends. Hmm. Uh, one thing that I'll, I'll give to them too is uh, they've been really big in making like copyright free music. They have these big hmm. packs on their on their website available, and I regularly use those in the backgrounds of my videos and stuff like really? that. Really? So oh, that's they're dope. they're big in the gaming space and like the content creation space as well. 
So I like them as a company. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when they say like where their focus is going to go, because we talk about on this show all the time about oversaturation in the gaming market. These big investments, triple A games fail overnight because nobody cares. Nobody's interested Mm -hmm. yet. Like a, a more indie game, like I don't know if it's indie or not, but more indie than this. Um, Power World springs up and takes everybody's attention, takes like the gaming industry by storm. Um, same with Baldur's Gate 3 last year. Nobody expected that. Uh, these not even $60, not $70 games coming out and mm-hmm. just rocking everybody. Um, if if there is way too much saturation in the industry, that means fewer games of better quality need to be made. And this is an unfortunate but necessary part of that. There are a lot of people working on games right now that may not see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one good thing, like they did also list like the severance that they're doing for, for their exploits and they're crushing it, man. The huge severance package. Good for them. Uh, I always like Riot as a, as a game company. I thought, you know, they always had, um, you know, it was good mind for the business. Um, so that was really cool to see. And then, um, so they did, show what their vision is going forward again it's a long um statement i'm going to read part of it uh our vision for the future is bold and our commitment to our core live games league of legends valorant teamfight tactics and wild rift is more ambitious than ever we're prioritizing these teams so they can focus on the content features and updates that directly respond to what you've been asking for expect events modes and long-term roadmaps that lead to vibrant hopefully multi-decade futures for these games our strategy will more tightly integrate esports, music, and entertainment with our games. Esports isn't just about competition. It's about the highs, the lows, and the communities that flourish around the games. Entertainment isn't just about storytelling. It's a gateway to the deeper narratives, characters, and worlds that enrich the game experience. Uh, as we've grown, some of our efforts have become more isolated, and we aspire to more seamlessly blend gameplay, competitive excellence, and narrative depth in ways that truly make it better to be a player. So, pretty cool. They seem to know what they're they're focusing on what their vision is um they did announce also that they are um they're keeping legends of runeterra even though they've been losing money from that game but they are reducing the size of the team uh and trying to shift a focus on that and then they're ending new game development under riot forge uh after uh the upcoming release of bandle tale a league of legends story so um that was uh, like a little experiment in game dev that they were working on. So, yeah, they seem to know what they're doing. Unfortunate for for the people that did get lay off, laid off. Um, and every week I keep saying, like, you know, hopefully you'll find you'll bounce back, find somewhere to go for these people. But like, man, that job market is getting pretty saturated from all these layoffs. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, um, this is where we need to. You and I need to open a. a game development company will just hire everybody just crush it yeah pokemon with uh swords this time yes pokemon with swords let's start our kickstarter uh right after this um some good news though apple is allowing video game streaming apps on the app store so pretty soon we could see a a game pass app an nvidia geforce now uh, app to be able to play games through Epic and through through Xbox Game Pass. So that's pretty cool because right now they have apps available, but then you play through like the like Safari. You know, it's all yeah. it's a workaround. So there's not just these. You know, they're not just set up to do that. So that's pretty cool. And then big changes on how the iPhone is handling the business in um, in Europe too. So there was like this new digital markets. Um, act that that just came out and we're finding that uh, epic game store is going to be allowed back on um, ios so uh fortnite back on on iphones over in, in europe we'll see what that means for the rest of the world but um yeah apple is getting they're getting shitted on <laughs> you love to see it you love to see it um some more uh good news Skull and Bones, baby. It's happening. I, I mean, it's almost here. We'll see if it, if it happens. Um, open beta, February 8th to 11th. 
uh, on PS5, Xbox, XS, and PC via Ubisoft Connect and Epic Game Store. So uh, you're going to get in there? You're going to try it out? Man, I don't know. Do it. I Let's don't do know. It. We have to do it for the show. Okay. It's a, it's a uh, rule. It's do you expect homework. it to be like pretty pretty good? Because it seems know. like they really went back in just a year or two ago and, and tried to rebuild this thing. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I've heard so I've heard from other people that have tried one of the earlier um, closed betas or whatever that like it's good, but they say it like that. It's good. <laughs> so, um, you know, we'll see. I need to know. Uh, it says during the beta, players will be able to complete uh, campaign contracts up to the mission called Exterminate the Rat. Uh, the beta will support cross progression and cross play. Progression will be capped at the rank of Brigand and will carry over to the full game. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see what this is, dude. I want to get in there. I want to test it out. I want to be a pirate, pirate brigand. Mm-hmm. It does sound cool. It's just I don't know if I want to play this version of the game. Yeah, I mean this is the version I believe because I think it's it comes out then like the a week later, right? It's come out February 14th or something. Yeah. I think it's right All around right. there. So, valuable time and valuable feedback everybody's going to get from this beta. Yeah. This is one of those betas where it's like, listen, you know, build the hype, basically, you yeah. know, before our release. So, or even to make sure that the the servers can can handle it, basically. I don't, I don't know. But I'm going to try it out because I had no plans on buying it, even before my game purchasing myself ban um i was not planning on buying this but i'm gonna if i could try it out for free and what if it's amazing what if then i'm like i need to be in there and play it so uh, yeah a couple weeks i will report back you will too we're both gonna do it no questions asked all right and last up we got a new game announcement game called dungeon born this is a first person, um, it's like a fantasy PvPVE dungeon crawler uh, with extraction and battle royale elements. This game's got it all. It's the reason I included it. Watching the trailer and it's like, all right, it's a bit like, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's made in Unreal Engine 5. It looks decent, but it's like a first person sword magic game or whatever. But then once you start talking about what it is, this is when it gets a little bit more exciting. So you could do it solo or up to three players. And basically you go into these dungeons, get the loot, and then either get out with your loot that you could use to like upgrade things. Um, Or you can stay in the game and like it becomes kind of like a, a battle royale and you'll get more things the longer you're in the game and you're playing against other players um that are doing the same thing and then other enemies within the game so i like that it sounds different sounds interesting there hasn't been not that i'm familiar with uh anything like that in the um like this fantasy realm there's like all the different traditional fantasy classes you know your thief your sorcerer um that sort of thing And, and each one has different abilities so it's I, I like the idea of it. It's interesting, but who yeah, knows? I've been waiting a while to pick up like a, an extraction looter shooter like this. I was really sold on uh, Tom Clancy's The Division when that first mm-hmm. came out. Never picked it up. Closest thing I think I've ever played is like Destiny, if that even counts. The first mm-hmm. Destiny, anyway. Um, but yeah, this this in this setting, that's cool because we talk about a lot. Um, the whole two-handed magic in one hand and axe in the other. Yep. These games that are a dime a dozen these days. Mm-hmm. So to actually change it up a little bit and have that uh, feeling of, well, I got all this stuff on me. I might need to find an exit before somebody comes through here and I get stomped. Like right. having something that really changes it up and makes all your your uh, gameplay feel meaningful. Um, yes. That's a different way to do this game that everybody seems to want to do right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and you, there's a demo coming out um, the first week of February, and it's going to be part of the Steam Next Fest, um, which I think is February uh, 5th, February 5th through 12th. Um, so uh, you can check out a, a demo of that on PC right through through Steam for the week. So 
Uh, I always like that Steam Next Fest, you know, all those cool demos and, and new game announcements and stuff like that for all those indie games. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, that one's coming up February 5th. So yeah, we'll be talking, we'll probably playing that. We'll be playing Skull and Bones, dude. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best. The best we week got a full ever. schedule for February already. Already. And that's, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not, hold me to this. Not buying games. Not buying any Just games. Just open betas. Until the one, this is, this is how I have it planned in my head. Until Dragon's Dogma 2 in March. That's it. I'm going to allow myself to buy that game. But Suicide Squad, like, I really want that to do well. I don't know if it's going to. I feel like it's going to struggle. But even, you know, whatever. That Those are those games are always on sale, like, a week later. Mm-hmm. Um, Banishers. So does this, this ban co- uh, also include your Humble Bundle? No. No, I'll probably get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so, only, like, 11 bucks for, like, 10 games. Yeah, so, ten, 10 games at the same time is better than one game, I guess. And that depends on it, if they're good. If they're good games, mm-hmm. I'll skip it if they're not if they're not great. Because I have so many games, dude. I have so many games. Yeah, but, I feel um, you. Yeah. So that, you know, and then we're constantly getting, like, review copies of new games and stuff like that. And I'm not, I feel like I'm not focusing enough on those. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, dude. It's going to be tough. But if I have you in my corner, I think I can get through this. Right. All right, that's it for this week. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right, that's it here at Gaming News Weekly. Thanks so much for checking this episode out, our special pal, our special Pale World episode where we talk about Pale World for 40 minutes. Um, yeah. But everybody's doing it, so we just got to join in the conversation. But um, be sure to check us out on um, our socials, TikTok, uh, Instagram, and then... You can watch the video version of this show at YouTube, Pop Culture Playground. Um, you can listen to the audio version anywhere podcasts are found. Just type in GNW and you will get this show. Uh, you can check out full clip stuff at uh, YouTube on at GameFAQs, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Uh, you can check us out on Fruit Lab. Um, it's a great website where you can, um, you know, watch video game content. You can post video game content on there and you get, they reward you with uh, pips. It's a type of cryptocurrency. Um, and I think that's everything. So uh, go do all those things. Report back. And we'll see you next week. More Gaming News Weekly. Bye-bye.